family. Welcome back to Love and Grit. My name is Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. Yes. And coming up on today's show, two guys known for their Philly pride and loyalty. They're also pretty much a big deal on their own. Actor and activist Nakia Dillard takes time from his shows like Black Lightning and his latest huge role to speak with us. Also, Philly's favorite MC, Chill Moody, will update us on his next big thing. Yes, it will be nice. But first, our lightning round of Philly faves. And today, it is hot. And so we go to our stomachs with uh, our favorite water ice flavor. Ooh. Water ice. What I say, water ice? You said water, but like I had to learn to say water because I grew up saying water ice. Water. Uh, what's your favorite icing? Lemon. I'm easy. I like a lemon, but then sometimes every now and again, I have a water ice like an apple and they do a little adult mix in it. And Ooh. sometimes That's, you're talking about an apple teeny. You're not talking you know. about <laughs> I'm telling you, certain neighborhoods, they have the hookup. Mm-hmm. Or you could just bring your bottle with you. So, Yeah, I'm with Rachel on that. I'll do that, and then I'll just mix it with some cherry and lemon. Because you, you yeah. can't just do one flavor of like water ice. That's not right, ever. Mm-mm. Ever. Ever, ever. All fix right, your so. flavors, Justin. Fix your flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this thing started. Now, Nakia Diller takes the role of Philadelphia actor very seriously. His acting chops were developed and discovered in Philly. And although he has been featured in numerous productions, at least 80 and counting, he has never left Philadelphia physically as well as in spirit and service. How does he do it? Why does he do it? Let's welcome Nakia to the show and let's ask him. Well, it's crazy because the week that the world shut down, I booked Ghost Power Book 2. <gasps> um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm on Ghost. So you just don't know when it tapes again, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, congratulations. The, yes, Thank you. and, Thank and you. to the people who don't know, this is going to be like the second iteration of Power. Like this is right. the next chapter. Yeah. Congratulations right. on even getting booked for that, though. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, I was extremely excited. Still is, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> for whenever it comes. Yeah, just whenever it comes. So yeah. it must be a good feeling, no, to know on on the other side of this, you have something great waiting yeah. for you. Right. And something right. you've worked really hard for and it's gonna make you even more of a success. Right. So I'm just excited, man. I just enjoy having fun. Like on sets is it's like I'm not even working, man. It's just uh, it's just mm. a good time. Yeah, and you've been doing this for a while. Nakia, it's funny. I was looking at your IMDb and I was like, dang, he's really been on every show in some form or fashion. And, <laughs> and it's funny that everybody seems to get some start from The Wire. Mm, yeah. We were just talking to Miriam Hyman, another Philadelphia actor doing her thing. And yeah, her too. yeah, I love Miriam. We used to work in this company called The Rainbow Company years and years ago. So the fact that like, it's so many people in that company that are doing some great things. Like, it's and you did that in Philly? You guys worked together in Philly? Yeah, yeah, it was all in Philly. We used to go around to different schools, middle schools, and the kids would write the plays. And, oh. and we would we would perform it for them. So we would do the reading. The kids would cast us. Wow. It was fun. We had a that's really cool. good time. It's a, it's a guy named Jay Alex Brinson that's on the show All Rise. He was on The Wire. He actually started The Wire off. Like, if y'all remember the very first episode, they talk about Snot Boogie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. That's my ball. He, he's from Philly too. So it's like a lot of Philly on uh on the wire. That's so funny. Is one of your movies up for an American Black Film Award? Yeah, we just got a, the official selection. It's called Lola, and Taja V. Simpson plays Lola, and she's on the Oval. And when I say she tore this role up, I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all need to see this film. Where can we see it? 
Well, it's going to be online at the uh, abff.com, so you can check it out there. Oh, during the film festival later right. in August. Right. Yo, so full confession, I kind of asked you to, to do this interview too, Nakia, because I just wanted to get all up in your story, because I'm so fascinated <laughs> by how much you've done and still managed to be a part of the Philadelphia community, you know, not just the mm-hmm. acting community. So I wanted to get in that for a second, because even your start at The Wire, can you talk about just being a Philadelphia actor and how easy or hard is it to stay home and not be in L.A., Atlanta, New York? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's a challenge. It definitely still is. But I've been truly blessed. Like, I've been working I have different agents all over, so it, it kind of works out. But I've always been a extremely hungry individual. Like, I, if I'm not working, I'll create something. I, like, I never really just wait on somebody else to call me and tell me what it, what it is. So, yeah, so I, I started an acting school here in Philly to help uh, young Philly as well as adult actors. Freedom Theater. Freedom Theater started me, gave me that vision, that that hunger. It's crazy because I wasn't into acting at all. I was a extremely shy kid, you know? So like when I told my friends, you know, I wanted to act, they were like, man, you can't even talk, man. How you, how you act? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went to Freedom Theater and literally my first audition at Freedom, I forgot all my lines, everything, oh. blanked. They could have easily said no. And if they would have said no, they would that would have changed my whole life. Like, I don't know where I would be right now. I don't know if my mother was standing behind me with flashing dollar bills. I don't know what, what, what it was, <laughs> but I'm glad I got in that door. Why stay in Philly if you're acting in LA and New York and Atlanta? Why keep this as your home base? Well, I enjoy Philly. See, the thing is, you know, when you're, when you're acting, it's not all the time. It's like a glorified temp job in a way. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> mm-hmm. so you might work a couple weeks, you might work a day. On a Philly note, though, it's funny. Every time I watch Black Lightning, you also get to watch the evolution of another dope Philly actor in Nafisa. Well, actually, the third season, we actually had a scene together where she get busy with me real quick. You know, oh, I she knocked you out. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. She said real quick. She <laughs> <laughs> had the brother chin bone real fast, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what an amazing feeling for both of y'all to be on this hit series and be from Philly. Exactly, exactly. So it's, it's just like, you know, you just got to keep going. I'm going to tell you, for Black Lightning, I auditioned like seven times before I landed that role. Wow. Like I just got the audition and I just landed it. It was work. It was work. Even for The Wire. I auditioned for that like six or seven times. I have a feeling you've done some plays in some interesting places. I even did theater on, on the street. We used to just drive up to a, a street corner and jump out the car and just do a whole show. We would put a, a banner up. Wow. What was a good corner for that? We did a few, like, off of Susquehanna. It was, uh, <laughs> it was crazy. It's crazy <laughs> when you think about You think back on that stuff, and you're like, the stuff I used to stress. That's him preparing for his roles. He was getting ready for Black Lightning. That's true. That's true. People don't know about the acting community in Philadelphia. It's really amazing. There's just so much talent here, y'all. You know, I'm just really excited to be a part of Philly. I really enjoy it here. Um, Are you still doing? You're, you're teaching stuff like are you still doing stuff with the kids yep so um i have a few coaches that work with me they used to work with me at freedom theater so i actually pulled them in the mix so i have different people that used to teach me it's been truly a blessing you know seeing these amazing philly kids the adults like i have a, a 67 year old that just booked a film <gasps> that's awesome oh, that's first so film first film that's all he wanted to do oh. his whole life just he just wanted to be in a film still got time see it's never too late never too late if it's something that you want to do i say go after it don't be afraid of the word no because no just means next opportunity honestly 
And the yeah. thing is too, the person that tells you no may see you later. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Like one time, like my very first film, cause you know, I did a lot of theater. I was big, you know, like I come in there, I come in the room, you know, I'm talking to the back of the house and they're like, whoa, whoa, you ain't got to talk that loud. So I'm, I'm acting, you know, I'm doing my scene and everything. And out the side, I hear one of the producers saying, where did we get this dude? Why did we hire this guy? So I'm hearing all of this while I'm acting. And I'm like, oh man, like that could have really shut me down. Like mm-hmm. I could have, like, you know what, this ain't for me. I'm just gonna go back to the theater and just keep on doing that. But I wanted to do film. So even though he said that, what it did was it made me look at the other people on, on the set that they weren't saying that about. So I started imitating them. And then things just started changing, you know? So I did that film. And even though that same producer said that about me, they started seeing me on the wire. They started seeing me on different shows. Now they hire my students and they hire me to do different things now. You see what I'm saying? So even though it may be a situation where it may seem like that could be it, that could be like their words could affect you, but really that could help you. That could build you up. That could make you stronger. It, It just shows you if you really want this, you're not gonna let anything stop you. Their words. And all it is is their words. That's their opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So you just keep on going. It goes back to the name even of our podcast. You have to have the love for what you're doing, but the grit to withstand the, you know, if there's anything. Oh, look at that. I like you like yes, that. I you love know how I tied that, that back girl. in? You brought that back around. Ah. <laughs> she do it. Why would she do it? <laughs> they they really like can't even let a segue go. We have to celebrate a segue. <laughs> This is what I'm dealing with. Back to your point. I'm sorry, Rachel, but that was an amazing segue. They got it. They got it. (laughs) What are are your thoughts when it comes to, you know, loving grid and, you know, our region and the people that live here? You know, what what comes to mind when you hear loving grid? To keep going. Love what you're doing and and to do anything, you got to keep moving. That's kind of how I live. You know, I just keep things moving. I keep switching. If something is not working, you got to keep it moving. And you've been very successful by doing it and being an actor in Philadelphia. Not many people are doing that besides you're growing the community through coaching, which is unbelievable. Thank you so much. Yes. It's been amazing. Like truly every day. And literally, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all this real quick. I'm actually about to play Les Brown in the yes. film. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Look and at you. I'm telling you, y'all. You got a lot booked for when we can get out right? of the house. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm no fine. wonder you're having such a good quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Better get your mustache game up, though, for that role. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be looking for you in that and Lola in the American Black Film Festival, which runs at the end of August. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I'm just excited to just be a part of these amazing people. I appreciate you. Thank you for being uh-huh. my, uh, my silent motivator to get my stuff together. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm, here. I'm here for you. you got any Aia doesn't know this, but this podcast is just a constant intervention. It is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Philly, man. We be there. Because we love you. Yeah, we lift each other up. Thanks, Nakia. Oh, thank you all. Thank, thank you for taking the time. Congratulations on all your success and thanks for all you do to give back. Oh, uh, anytime. Thank you all so much, y'all. Thank, thank you, Nakia. Chill Moody has got to be Philly's hardest working MC. However, that means something different in reference to Chill because he actually works hard for Philadelphia. He has become Philly's music ambassador through his lyrical storytelling, deeply rooted in Philadelphia's stories, his corporate partnerships that always manage to incorporate his hometown, and his community activism, which continues to offer opportunity to other burgeoning Philly talent. I respect You've been that. real busy with all of your work during COVID, yeah. putting out all this music. What made you want to be so active rather than like take a breath? 
So Jazzy Jeff had this quote. It was like a whole little monologue, but the one point that stuck out where he was speaking to dying empty. He said, you got to die empty. What are you holding this music for? What are you, what are you holding on to all of that stuff for? It was that. And then seeing Jeff deal with COVID and understanding that he went through something serious, but he already came into it with that mindset. It's like, who knows what can happen? You know what I mean? So it wasn't as morbid as that answer may sound, but it was more of an inspiration from one of the OGs. It was like, nah, we got, we got to die empty. I got a lot of music that I'm sitting on. We got to get this out. So we started Moody Mondays and every Monday there's going to be more music coming out. I started making beats like actually learning how to like use the equipment. I bought a little keyboard and I mean, I'm looking like a mini, mini RZA in this job, but um, start, start producing them. So we're going to get more music out from, from artists that I'm producing for and then emptying this database of a bunch of music that I had. Can we go back a little bit? Cause you're talking about inspiration and you know, chill. I've always been inspired by the moves that you make, your evolution. For people who don't know, it's always been something different about you. And I want you to talk about like that moment that you decided to really take MCing seriously. But it seemed like your plan was different than the average MC. Because again, we're talking to Chill Moody, who has established major partnerships with corporations, with community leaders. Walk me through like what was your plan as an MC? It honestly goes back before the MC in it all. It was just my plan, period. I never wanted to work. <laughs> I never wanted. A, I never wanted a job. Office life never seemed cool to me. The old heads that I seen coming home from work, it was always like, Ugh. or going to work, it was always, I gotta go to work anymore. I'm like, I don't want that. So at a young age, I'm like, nah, that ain't for me. So let's find something else. And we got into the entrepreneurial things. I had candy shop out front of my mom's crib. I couldn't have been older than ten. We sell annihilators and peach rings, whatever year peach rings dropped. That's when we was lit out. <laughs> and Candy cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. We had the apple with the apple rings. I mean, it was around apple rings, but before nacho cheese, sunflower seeds. So it was before that. I mean, we was old school. But um, yeah, I, I never wanted a job. So I built a brand. When I got into the MC part of it, I started studying people like 50, like like TI, like Ice Cube, the people that I might be talking to my little cousins and they say, oh, he raps? I know him for this. Oh, I, and I'm like, oh, all right. So you can you can leverage this into that, into that. So I had the brand, the brand being who I am. I'm a eccentric person. I was blessed enough to, I, I attended Masterman in middle school. I attended Overbrook in high school. Then I went to Millersville for college. So I got to see a lot of different lifestyles at different ages. And you, you so said got, you didn't want a job, but that didn't, didn't mean yeah. like you weren't willing to put the work in for oh, no, a no, career. That's I, did. I, I was cool to work, but I, I never seen myself with a boss. I always wanted to be one. Mm. It's something I said in a song before, but I couldn't dunk. So I couldn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't many options, but it was definitely not a job. So you obviously have your own personal drive, but when it comes to our city, what are your thoughts? Um, do you feel like we support enough of the creatives or entrepreneurs? How do you feel we rate compared to the other cities that you visit? There's a subculture of us that do, but like as a city, like the government entity of the city or whatever, there's a whole lot more we can do. And a lot of that, I think, leans into amplifying what we're already doing on the surface level. We ain't got to create nothing. The things that the guys at Rec Philly are doing is amazing. And a lot of the stuff that they're doing rests in the values, like what the Soul Aquarius was doing. Like when it was a collective, 
And if the city would have got behind something like that and just, just amplify that, you know, we ain't got to worry about these permits or here's the easy way to do this. Or it's a lot of logistics that go with really, really building a whole movement. If, if we spent as much energy as other cities, and this is going to sound like real bias, but if we spent a, as much time and energy as other cities on our city's creatives and our talent, let's speak specifically about the music, you know, Canada's got grants that artists have really built careers off of because they understand that music is an is a export and also is bringing money as far as tourism and things like that. We got the best talent. So if we paid more attention to that, I think it would kind of invigorate our economy. That trickles down to getting more into the community, into the black community, because most of the music is black music. So all of that would trickle down from just honing in on our arts and taking as much pride in our artists in the city as the artists do being from the city. So can I ask you about your second Twitter account? Drunk, drunk Twitter account? <laughs> do tell. I, mean, I was sitting at PYT one night and I, I had like an opinion on something. I just wanted to get out, but I'm like, uh, it's going to affect the brand. Can't really do this. Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't curse on my social media. Like it's a lot of nice things. things like I, nice yeah, things. Yeah, it's a lot of nice things. So I'm like, ah, I can't do it. And this is before you could toggle accounts. So I had to have a whole separate phone to start a whole new Twitter login from that one, a whole new email, all of that. Like I did this a long time ago. People just started loving it. And you know, at that time I was drinking way too much. So a lot of them tweets were- <laughs> But you were young. Was, That's what we do when you're young. I was really drunk. Like I had to be drunk to remember the password sometimes or I had to text my fucking <laughs> Hank. Like, Yo, what was the password that it's showing again? Like, drunk AF, that. that was a password. <laughs> it was a funny password too, just like that. <laughs> but yeah, then when Instagram started, I did a uh, drunk chill on Instagram. And I don't know, it, it kind of oddly built my brand in the- drinking space so then when i dropped the beer it wasn't too far-fetched it's like oh yeah he was always drinking he was always promoting this and now you know we got the nice things beers so what are some of your favorite places or attractions or restaurants here in um, philly in the region that's always a tough question because I'm from the school of not giving up your gems. Like, I don't want everybody at my, my uh, go-to spot. You're holding, oh, that's so funny. You're well, like, I've seen they're really good. When you're like, oh, where did you get that outfit from? Or who does your hair? Nah, you know, it's yeah. you hard to get. I just say it's nice things. It's just no, nice No, no, chill. You got to give us one secret squirrel spot. Come on. I'm going to give you we'll one. I'm going to give you one. Perla. Most recently, I went through to Perla and got, it's in East Passyunk, Filipino food. Oh. It's Filipino. It's amazing. They bring you the whole vibe, like the whole, whole fish. Eat with your hands. They put it out on a banana leaf. It's an experience. So I, I had recently went and did some pickup from them. And I stopped there. I stopped by Mark Vetri's spot, the new pasta John. I got something from there. And then other than that, I play certain chefs close. Like Chris Service is probably my, one of my favorite chefs in the city. So when he had Blue Duck, I was I was there. Chris Service. I'm trying to throw him out quick so everybody don't just grab him because I don't want everybody on my knees. But <laughs> that's the thing about Philly is these hidden gems are really what makes it a great yeah, city to sure, like sure, hang sure. out in. And you know, we keep talking about like this is a time for us to be tourists in our own backyard. It's fun to discover these things. Yeah. Yeah. And always more I than discovered I'd never back. been to what was it like what's the Hicken Trail or whatever like mm -hmm. yeah. I, ain't, I ain't hiking and then I had went there I'm like oh this is kind of cool I can do this you know get a little walking stick 
be out here. <laughs> See the waterfalls, like secret waterfalls. Right, right, right. I like that kind of stuff. What do you have coming up next? Obviously, you're releasing new music every Monday. Your website yeah. looks so awesome. Thank you, thank you. Chillmoody.com. Yeah, Moody Monday, new music every Monday. Nice Things Beer will officially be launching this fall. We had been partnering with Doc Street. On a couple beers, we did a Nice Things IPA. We we jumped back around and did a Nice Things Cream Ale. And yeah, now Nice Things Beer, <laughs> now nice things beer is officially going to launch this fall. New sneakers, we dropped custom New Balances with Garrickson. I just need you to pause. I need you to stop. Let's not act like this is typical, okay, that every MC that we know right. even has a shoe, okay? Right. So I need you to tell me how New Balance was like, Chill Moody, we want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. So we partnered with a company called Garrickson who specializes in customizing shoes and things like that. They approached me and was like, yo, we should do a custom New Balance. It sold out. We only did 50 pairs. They sold right out. So I'm like, all right, let's let's come back. Let's hit them again with a New Balance collab. But ultimately, I would like to have like my own nice thing shoe, like not like oh, a collaboration. Yeah. It's a nice thing shoe. So very, very similar to how we did the beers. Next summer, you might see, you know, some nice things water rice and ice cream parlors. Ooh. I mean, you know I mean? like the sound of that. What's your favorite thing. water ice flavor? Where <laughs> I like pistachio. Ew. That's not weird listen, because it's such a Philly thing. It, like, yeah, listen, it don't taste like you think. You got to go to Fred's or Georgia to get like a pistachio mango joint. You mix green. pistachio and mango together? That <laughs> sounds weird. No, it's not. I'm, I'm fine with it. Are, are you just saying that so that we do I'm it? Not, and I'm like, I was also, I was a little upset that y'all asked me because I knew I was going to get a truthful answer and I'd be judged. And we're not yeah. judging. We're just like, oh, he's so, I'm judging the mixture, he's not so the creative. creative. I put mushrooms <laughs> on his cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you put on your cheesesteaks? I'm from West Philly. Salt, pepper, ketchup, mayonnaise. Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. So we were judging Chill about his water ice flavors, but Laia had like a cheesesteak sandwich combo. It was a seafood. Chill. She I'm was wait. trying to tell us about a seafood cheesesteak. Yo. We asked your favorite cheesesteak. This is what like when we were first starting. It was like the first episode of our, you know, of, of the podcast. And everyone's like saying their favorites. And she's like, wait a minute. She's like, I like ceviche on my cheesesteak. <laughs> Just was like, that sounds smelly. <laughs> Hold your nose and eat that sandwich. Good. What's your favorite cheesesteak, Chill? And I'm gonna let you go. West Philly Gyms had the had the best cheesesteaks. They closed down now, but Gyms in West Philly had the best cheesesteaks in the city. My low-key joint was Gooey Louie's for a minute. Everybody didn't really know about Gooey Louie's. Gooey Louie. Yeah, they got a good cheesesteak. Gooey Louie. Okay, we have a lot of things to try, thanks to you. I love for you to walk somewhere and be like, yo, chill, put me on to this. Like, that's that's what nice things was really born from. Thank, Thank you, chill. You. Thank you for repping Philly thanks. for the fullest. Thank you for building. Oh, no, Continue to build Philly. Thank you. No, no. Thank y'all. This is a, a cool, very relaxed conversation. Uh, these Zoom things have been um, stressful, so <laughs> this is nice. So these were a couple cool guys to get us through the dog days of summer. Yeah, I need to get. Go ahead, Rachel. Make fun of me for saying dog days of summer. <laughs> he said that. He said that in a meeting earlier, and I'm like, oh, really? Is it dog days of it's summer? It's like hot. That's what they so call movie. it. Justin is just extra. So at the time when he she first just said wants it, to say, just say it dramatic. Just say dramatic, it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know that. Dogs day of dog days of summer. Dog days of summer. Yeah. I don't know when you really. It's like that. August when it's like a hundred. Feels like a hundred degrees. Like it is now. Okay. Yeah. So a dog right. would like die. Okay. Um, uh, all right. Well, if you like us, tell your friends. <laughs> 
Oh Rate us, review us. We say it's hot. Some people say dog days of summer. Just get a water ice. Go visit Dramatic the people say that. If, if you need, you know, people. air conditioning and you need, you know, places to go, check out the Franklin Institute. They have an amazing new exhibit, Madame Tussauds. That's nice. He, he's acting like it's so hot and there's not things to do. There's plenty of things. I never said that. I know. You but... just said it was hot as Hades. So, I, oh, so it's, oh. He was depressing. Yeah. But thank God for Chill and Nakia because they were motivating and we all need to get our I mean, the man's name is Chill. It's exactly what we needed. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's exactly true. what we needed. Nice things. So, Lay, are you going to try that mango pistachio waters? No, no, please. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. I don't even do pistachio ice cream. I don't even do pistachios. I just like the commercial. Pistachio water ice is very good. Okay. I'm going to believe you. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Bye, y'all. <laughs>